Hey everybody, this is Michael Willis. Uh, thank you once again for joining in on the Greater Things podcast. I'm here tonight with Josh. Josh, you want to say hey? Hello, it's good to be back on the Greater Things podcast. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Also joined with one of our good friends, Jordan Kilo, who goes to our church here at Salus. He's been a part of our family now. I don't even know how long for now, but uh, it, it's been a little bit. It's been a long time, I guess, for friends, but uh, or families now. I'm going to let Jordan, this is Jordan Kilo, let Jordan introduce himself. Hello, you guys. I'm Jordan. I've been a part of this family for four to five years now. It's been a blessing, a really, really big blessing. I'm uh, married to my wife, Kendra. I got two beautiful babies, Jeremiah and Ellis. Yeah. And I'm just glad to see what God's doing in all of our lives and glad to see what he's going to continue to do. Yeah. Amen. And we're, we're thankful for Jordan, thankful for Kendra and the kiddos, I, Cindy Lou, who as I call her, and then big guy Jeremiah. So uh, I love them guys and love, love Jordan. So we're here once again. We're going to dive back into what we've been talking about, which is our mission statement for the church. Uh, for the past couple of weeks, we've been diving in on the mission statement, uh, starting off with privilege to worship, uh, dedicated or committed to evangelism. And now we're on to our third one, which is dedicated to discipling. And I'm going to let Jordan, I'm going to bounce it over to Jordan, let him read the mission statement one more time or again so that we can go over that. But go ahead, Jordan, let you read that. We are a church that is privileged to worship, committed to evangelism, dedicated to discipling, and blessed to see signs and wonders. Yeah. Hey Amen. So when, when I think about discipleship or, discipleship or discipling, uh, automatically we all always got to go to the great rabbi, which is Jesus. I, I think you've got to. You've got to think that he's the great, the great disciple, or I guess you would say. But I, but I think of Matthew, and I told the guys I was going to read this before, but Matthew in 28 is the Great Commission, and it says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So Jesus is standing here, and, and one, it's in the midst of turmoil it, because people are doubting. There's people there that's doubting that he's Jesus, doubting he's the one, but there's also those people there that are saying he's the one, he's the guy. So here comes the great rabbi, and he, and he tells them, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, not, not just to... Uh, not just simply make good friends, but make disciples that will show the way, that will lead the way, and, and will say, you know, my, my rabbi, Jesus, led like this, and if Jesus said to do it this way, this is how I'm going to do it. And, and that's what makes a discipleship, I believe, doing the, following the footsteps of the ones that come before you and doing what was asked of you or doing what was commended by you, by the one that you, that you sit under or that, we, you know, we call Robert our apostle. So we sit under Robert. We, we look at him as a rabbi, as a leader. He, he's our discipler, I guess you would say, the guy that we sit under. So in, in looking at that, when Jesus said, go into all the nations and make disciples and, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, he was telling us, 
Go and do this, and, and, and in my name, in my Father's name, and also in the Holy Spirit, baptize them and teach them and observe the ways that I have commanded you. So uh, that, that's the Great Commission, as we call it, but that's what Jesus was saying. Do it this way and, and follow me, and let's do it like this. And if it's good enough for Jesus, it's got to be good enough for us. Right? I mean, you gotta, guys got to agree with that. So, uh, Josh, what you, what you got on that, and what, you, what do you got to go with with discipleship there? Well, as you're talking here about Jesus, you know, most people would say Jesus, you know, he only had 12 disciples, right? And one of them turned against him in the end, right? Mm -hmm. So he, he, he had three and a half years of his life. Yes, there were, there were many others that, that were at a distance that, that followed him and became Christians and stuff like that. But of the ones that he said, come and follow me, there was, there was a very small hand few, you know, there was just those 12 and, and he, he said, come and you'll eat what I eat. You'll drink what I drink. You'll go and you'll pray when I go pray. So, you know, even though they, they were, they were, you know, they, they fell a lot of times, you know, Peter always getting his mouth and his, you know, his foot in his mouth all the time, always stepping ahead. But Jesus was always there. And to me, he, yes, he would give them correcting words and he would give them advice and he would give them the words of life. But more than anything, he was there to encourage them. You know, I, I think I was sitting here thinking and the scripture came to my mind is when he's talking to Peter and he says, Peter, the enemy would have you, but I've already prayed for you. Prayed for you I've yeah. prayed for you. Yeah. And to me, that is what discipleship is, is it's not about correcting bad behavior. It's not about hitting somebody over the head with a hammer. Um, that's not the way that, that I've been discipled. I'll be honest. I've been a church, a part of Salem's church for, for most of my life. You know, I was, I was 10, 11 year old whenever we went to Salus and now I'm 39 today. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but, it's Josh's birthday, by the way, <laughs> happy birthday, Josh. Sorry. I forgot to mention you. that. That's okay. But I, so say it was 11 years old whenever I came here and throughout my time here at Salus, I could say that, that I couldn't find any church that would have would have stayed with me and 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 the pastors Robert and Sherry they they have have discipled me and it's not like when I've messed up yeah. they'll say this when I messed up and they knew I messed up he didn't come to me and say okay you know you messed up you know what he did he'd put his arms around me he would love me and and Sherry would do the same you know it was always a smiling face and it was love it was a and we talked about it a little bit before we started the podcast but to me discipleship is like a family it's like you're being welcomed into a family of love and and to me that's what i've gotten from this church and i've gotten from all of the the leadership that i've had a opportunity to be under i've had lots of of teachers and preachers in in my time at salish you know uh, my mother-in-law, she was one of my Sunday school teachers. I've had some others. Aunt Pam was one of my Sunday school teachers, you know, and your dad, Larry Willis, was, was my Sunday school teacher. And, you know, and he and he discipled me probably more than anybody because I had a lot of one-on rides with him. You know, we would ride to, to the, the discipleship training that we did with Brother Robbie out there in Mulberry, you know, and we would ask questions and he would give us advice. And, and there were also times where me and David would – would ride with him whenever we were little and we'd be going across the dirt road to, to church and, and he was always dropping little, you know, tidbits of information. And we just thought it was just, you know, 
things that Larry Joe said and come to find out most of it was rooted in the scripture. You know, there were things that he would say and it would just be in his own language, but it was rooted in the scripture and it was, and it was founded. And to me, that's what discipleship is, is you lead somebody by example. It's, 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 it's that we get back to that thing. It's the, it's the gospel in action, not just in words. And he, and, and they've all lived that before us, you know, Aunt Sherry and Uncle Robert, you know, they're, they're, they are family to me now because I married into the family or whatever. But before that, you know, pastor, they were my pastors and your dad was, you know, the assistant pastor. I know he didn't have that title, but that's what he was. But they, they discipled me and led me and, and it wasn't, and it wasn't, the things that they told me that I was doing wrong that helped me along the way, it was that they were always there with a smile, with a, with a love, and, and to put their arms around me, to lead me. And that was the gospel in action to me. And, I, and I, you asked me what I have. I have one scripture here that I do want to read if I was going to read a scripture. And that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. And Paul simply says, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. To me, whenever you, you had asked me to, to come on to this podcast again and, and I consider it an honor. Thanks for thinking of me. I know we're, we're, you know, we're, we're good friends. So I appreciate that. But when you said we're going to go over this, this, this point, you know, of the, of the mission statement dedicated to discipling. And when you said that, that scripture came to me immediately is, Follow me as I follow Christ. And that's what Robert and your dad and, and Sherry and all those leaders in our church have done. They said, follow us as we follow Christ. And now that's what I've taken it upon myself to do. There's, there's a bunch of young men that I have taken, tried to take under my wing. I, and I'm like, you know, if I can be an example, I, it's not, it's not that I'm going to correct any wrongdoing or anything like that. That's not my calling to correct and do anything like that. But mine is to love and to just say, Hey, come on. We're all in this together. Yeah. We got this. We're all in this together. Yeah. We got this. We're all in this together. We all have our own different things that we've struggled with and that we face and all that. But it's 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 always it's it's flat ground at the yeah. at the bottom of the cross, right? Yeah, it's, that's it's, right. You know, we're all there at the cross, and we all have the blood that covers us. But it's that that loving nature, and you know, I want people to be able to to come live with me if they want to come with me you know if my wife would let you but <laughs> but follow me as i follow christ i think if you if you would follow me and and i can i can lead you to jesus if you can't lead somebody to jesus then then you know we need we need to work on that <laughs> but that should be our heart's cry is that we could tell the world if you'll look at me if you'll look at the love that i have that's what god said right you will be loved right we need to show forth the love of christ and i think that's what our church does best is show forth the love. And that's the way that I think that we disciple the lost people and into God and to keep them on the path is we love people and we show them that there's a place that they can call home and we live where, it. And, and we live it. It's yeah. every day. It's not just in words. Yeah. Lots of, lots of people and places will say the right things, but they don't actually put it into action. But our church is a place where you can come and you can, you can find lo true love. Yeah where, you know, it doesn't matter your past, it doesn't matter where you came from, how many times you messed up, how many times you've came back, but we love you. And, and, and if you're listening to this and maybe, maybe you, 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 you don't have a home church or whatever, we would love to have you and we'll welcome you into our family, but find somewhere that somebody can love on you and help you and lead you. Because I'll be honest with you, there are times when I, when I've wanted to quit, Mike, yeah. there was a time in my, my life where we talked about it this week, where I wanted to, 
just quit. I didn't want to teach anymore. I didn't even want to come. I was like, I'll just come to church and sit in the back and not do anything. I'll just, just God, just let me go to heaven, basically. And, you know, and we encouraged one another. You helped me and I helped you and, yeah. and your dad helped and all it. And, and that's what it is, is we can keep going no matter what the enemy throws at us, yeah. no matter what flesh things can happen along the way from other brothers and sisters or whatever, because things are going to happen. If you're in this earth, things are going to happen that you're not going to agree with, but we can love one another and we can we can help the next generation because that's what it's all about is loving the next generation so that they will know who God is as as Eli there was teaching Samuel how to hear the voice of God that's what we got to do for the next generation is let them to be in God's presence so they can hear God's voice and that's and and that's paramount for the next generation so yeah I don't know if that answered your question but oh, that, to me that is what discipline is is as Paul says follow me as I follow Christ to me, that is discipleship. Follow me yeah. as I follow Christ. Oh, that's excellent. And you said it best, and we'll get to, we're going to get to Jordan here in just a second. Uh, you be ready, buddy. Uh, this this is what you was talking about, Dad. Of course, it, it's one thing. And, and, and I, want, I want to lay this real quick. And, and Josh was talking about living with the rabbi. I lived with the rabbi. You know what I mean? I lived with the man. Uh, but but what Josh is saying there in first century Israel, that that's how they lived. And when Josh is talking about Eli with Samuel there, he lived with him. And so when he would eat, he would eat. You know, and when he would sleep, he would sleep. When he would pray, he would pray. Uh, I owe a lot of my uh, my regiment to, and I can tell you what my dad's regiment was, but I don't like to talk about my regiment because, you know, I don't want to brag or I don't want to make people think that I'm bragging. But the regiment that I have with Christ, I owe a lot to my father because I seen the things that he done. I seen him wake up before we'd go pick up turkeys and he would be reading his Bible and praying. I seen him come home during lunchtime and, and instead of eating a meal, he would read his Bible and he would pray during that time. I seen him when he would lay down to bed, he would pray for 30 to 45 minutes or an hour and then lay down to sleep and, and still reading his Bible in that time. I seen the regimen that that, that that rabbi had, that that prophet had, the house prophet that we called him, uh, that he, he'd still like to slap me from heaven from for saying that about him. But the house prophet that we called him, I seen that regimen and, and it made an influence just like that. And it made it click that if that man is doing all that stuff and he's, he's been blessed to see all these things that he's seen, he's discipling us. And, and, and I guess it never clicked until later on, till, till maybe after he passed, but he was preparing us, was preparing. preparing us for teaching long before we even knew he was we sick. Know he you know, was. you know what I mean? He he said, "You guys need to take up the mantle. You guys need to take up. Need I'm gonna let you guys start doing something and teaching Sunday school." And I thought, "Man, why would you want us to start taking your your place?" But I realized, you know, it was a little bit after he passed. But I realized what he was doing. He was preparing. He was being a great leader, a great a great discipler, I guess you would say, and, and saying, "I'm preparing the next generation to take the mantle, to take the place of what I'm doing, so that the regiment still falls into place and everything still happens as God wants it to, not as Larry Willis wanted it to, but." as God wanted it to happen. So uh, I'm going to let Jordan pass it on here. I'm going to pass it on to Jordan. Uh, Jordan explained to us, if you don't know Jordan, sit down with Jordan sometime and ask him his testimony. It's a long story, but it's worth it. He may want to give some of it tonight, but it's worth it. And if you've never sat down with Jordan, he's he's a six foot five, six foot six, looks like just a big burly man. If you've never met Jordan, you may be terrified of him if you've seen him in person. But one of the nicest, kindest, gentlest men you'll ever meet in your life, one of the most loving, compassionate men, and it has a love for the Father. 
But it's not always been like that, has it, Jordan? No, sir. So, so this is why this is kind of why we we wanted to bring her. I wanted to bring Jordan on for discipleship because, because he's he is one he's one. He's he's one that we've took under our wing. Me and you, we I don't know if we made a pact. We made a pact. Yeah, that, remember that. Yes, me and, you made a pact. me and Josh made a pact that we was going to keep pestering him basically, we were not and he was uh, we was not going to give up on Jordan until he until he come back to the Lord. And here we are, and you know what I mean. So I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him tell it. You, you let Jordan go ahead and listen to the, listen to Jordan for a little while. I just want to go back to, you know, what what discipling is to me. You know, Josh talked about it. It's it's love. I mean, that's and that's that's our church's mission. You know, is to bring them home and to love them. And uh, you know, I didn't I didn't grow up in this church. I grew up I grew up under Robbie Willis and. You know, there's not a thing wrong with that. I, no. I love Robbie to death, and Robbie was my, he was my go-to guy. He was the guy that led me when I was younger up until I got up to an adult. Him and him and David Willis, Michael's brother, yeah. they both, I mean, they're big, they're crucial parts of my Christian walk and life, you know, and I give credit where credit is due. Those guys were everything to me yeah. when we were younger. You know, without without them, we didn't we we don't see a lot of the miracles that we seen when we were younger. You know, we don't see the good things. You know, we've talked about, and I'll share this. We've I, I'm missing two fingers on my right hand. You yeah. know, and we talked when I was 14 years old. We were at a church camp up on the mountain in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere, just a bunch of kids. I don't know what would you say. 150, 200 kids there. Somewhere in there, 150 probably. And it's, it, it seemed like the whole week we were just praying for restoration for two fingers on my right hand. Yeah. You know, and God, at the end of the week there, as the camp was coming to a close, God uh, God restored those fingers. I believe there was four or five of us that There's seen. Six of us. Six of nine, us. Nine, I remember. All three of us, Ryan Warren, Joseph Turner. Joseph Turner. And I think Lane Davis, I think, was the other one. I, eh, guys. They were there. They, they were there. there. God, rest, God restored. But there, there was a calling put on my life in this situation, which I didn't understand at the time that I've run from for a very long time. But the things that God does in our life and the things that he brings everything full circle. You know, I, I grew up with Robbie and I, and David and I ended up with Michael and Josh. <laughs> These two guys have been they've been everything that I've needed in my life. And, you know, I no matter how many times I've strayed away, these two guys have always been there and the love that I have for them and our, the core group that we are, I can always lean on them for anything that I need and it's like Josh said it's just love. They never question, they never they just love. If I call on them, they're there for me. And that's what discipling is to me. When we do this in our Christian walk, me as myself, I need that. I, I mean, I got the Holy Spirit. I've got, you know, the triune God, but I need something else. We need a brother. We need a friend, just someone to disciple, someone to lead us, to keep us on the right track. And I believe that's what discipling is to me. Yeah. Well, you said it. We talked some this week, or I guess it was Saturday. But you need somebody, and that's what you were saying there. What you're saying there, and I don't, I don't know that me and Josh was an upgrade from Robbie and David, but you know we're we're here. How's that? But you need somebody that will say, you know what? I see you're struggling. 
and I see you're hurting. Josh, I always think of this time, and we won't bring up the situation, but you remember the moment. You're laying in the floor, and and the Lord speaks to me in this moment, and and, and true heartbreak, and not just, I don't think we're just, I don't think we're over-exaggerating what was going on in our lives at the time. We were heartbroken to the point what you said. We were we were done. We were just going to sit in the back. And I was done. I was, we was, I was gonna be laying done. in the floor. I remember I was laying in front of the pulpit, and I was just like, I was just crying, and I was just like, that, this is it. I, I, I'm done. I'm, yeah. I was laying down everything. I was like, I'm going to lay down. I don't care if I ever preach again. I don't care if I ever sing or teach or whatever. I was like, I'm done. I was just, you know, I, I was just broken and hurt. And, yeah. And most of it was my own doing. And, and I, you know, probably I was blinded by a lot of things. But, you know, I was just broken. And there was, you know, I guess, you, you know, like I said, I don't know. I remember you tell me after that, you know, after that night or whatever. But I, they said I bawled like a baby up there. I don't know. You, it was the spiritual, you, you know, crying. the spirit. You know that Paul says that there are groanings in the spirit or whatever. Yeah. And I believe that's probably what was going on. Is that there? I was beyond words. You yeah. know, this, my spirit man was broke. You know, was was needing healed and and there was just groanings in the spirit that that that, that words couldn't express. That was how deep it was and. And and that's why it, that me and you are so connected now. I think from that moment forward, I think we were just yeah. God just knit us together because of that moment. Whenever yeah. I needed somebody to help me, mm-hmm. you know, I was I'm older than you. I'm eight years older than mm-hmm. you. Um, so I mean, I'm quite a bit older. And I was looking to to disciple you. I remember the the day I was driving up the mountain and you wasn't at church and you had. We're not going to get into our past. You wasn't coming to church, and this was before this time. And I remember saying, "I won't give up on him." I, I told Kayla, I said, "I said no matter, no matter what, I said I won't give up on him." I said, "I said he will be here." I said he will run and he will try to to get out, but I won't give up on him, and he will be here. And 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 then it come full circle. And at this point, I was the one that was broken. I was the one that needed help. And then God used you to help me to disciple me at that moment. And like Jordan said, it's it's all about love. That's yeah. what discipleship is to me. It's love of a brother. It's love of a sister. It's it's love of of somebody that can intervene and help you in a time of trouble in a time of distress. And that's yeah. to me, that's what it is: is yeah. love. Yeah. And you're uh, you're telling that story. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> You didn't finish your story. Then. I know. I was, I'm just overwhelmed because uh, you brought back that up. Man, I was such in a dark, dark state during that time frame of life. I didn't think I was coming back. Honestly, I didn't think. Uh, thank you for not giving up on me. Uh, but I remember when you was laying in the floor and the Lord, Lord brought the scripture to me. You know, when a brother is mourning, mourn with him. And then also, but... The next, the next verse says, but when he rejoices, rejoice with him. I remember laying in the floor with you and crying with you. And I said, God, I don't understand, but I know that he needs somebody. I know that he needs somebody, and I know that he's been here for me, so I want to be here for him. So in that moment, I mourned with you. But I remember all the times after that when we would stand up and we would rejoice. We would rejoice, and here we are rejoicing together because we've brought in family members. We've brought in, not necessarily us, God has brought people in that has brought into the family and not not bought into, but said, hey, you know what, you guys, 
Your guys are just regular guys. You, you guys are just regular, regular people. You've been through stuff. You've got stuff going on, yeah. but you're still regular people, and you love Jesus Christ, and that's what's important. And, and that that was the discipleship, man. I'm I'm just a hurt, broken person like you used to be, but God has restored. God has brought me yeah. through. God has brought me out of the miry clay, out of the darkness, and he's brought us into the marvelous light, and he's discipled us, and I want to share what Jesus has done for me and share it into your life. And that's something I have in my notes here. Discipling is the process of confirming somebody to the image of Jesus Christ. Jordan, if I can't show you who Jesus is through my life, I can't lead like I need to lead. I can't do what I need to do. I can't lead those youth like I need to. I can't lead my children like I need to. Because if I can't show somebody Jesus and who he is through my life, then I can't disciple and I can't and I can't help lead others. Man, I'm over I'm overwhelmed, but God, he, he's faithful and it's full circle because full circle. We, we've it's just come circle. to a point where, you know, Jordan, I didn't know where, I didn't know where he was coming. I didn't know whether he was coming back. But as Josh said, we didn't want to give up. We, we was not going to give up. You were coming home, and we believe that. And you talk about the miracles. You just talked very little bit about it. That was one of the biggest things that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I remember you laying with both hands on your chest, ten and fingers. there were ten fingers there. Yeah. And I know we're going to have a lot of questions, or people are going to be like listening to this and be like, what are y'all talking about? How did you see that? And then he doesn't have it in the spirit, know. and I can't explain it, whatever it is, whatever you want to say. But at that moment, there were six of us that could confirm that Jordan Kilo had 10 fingers for at least two minutes. And God laid it on my heart that when I fulfill the calling that he has on my life to the point where he wants me to be, restoration will be there. Yeah. And I believe. Yeah, go ahead. I believe did that when we gathered to pray for your fingers. Was that not when you received the Holy Ghost? Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, right. to, to the to, for you those of you that weren't there, so let let oh man, can we just tell this in depth just, for real just quick? Go right so, just go in depth. so I'll, I'll be honest, I'm going to say this because I believed it. The fir- very first night, I came to Jordan on Monday night, and I said, "Hey," Monday he shook night. my hand, and he he did that finger deal that he does where he wiggles his hand, his nubs in between your hand, and I said, "Stop that!" And then we started shaking hands and kept going. I'm like. Those are going to grow back. Do you remember me saying yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I said, those are going to grow back. I believe that. And we thought, was we thought it was going to happen. So come to Thursday, and we're praying and we're believing. We get slain in the spirit, like 20 of us all at once. I think it was the crossing of the of the poncho at yep. that time. It was the poncho. Yeah, so we're at the poncho. We're crossing over. Jordan falls out in the spirit. Once again, not a little fella. I'm not a little fella at the time either. And like four of us fall out right together. So I, I sit up, and man, this is just brings back exciting memories. This is I, 16 years ago, sit, guys. Yes, this has been a while. <laughs> I sit up, and I, I look, and I, I'm just kind of looking around, and Jordan's laying here to my left. And I look over, and he's got both hands on his chest, and there's ten fingers. And I do a double take. I, I'm sitting there, and I'm <laughs> like, come and get me. Yes. You hold both hands I look, and me. I'm like, Josh, look, like this. And he's like, oh, and I see right out of the corner of my eye, like, whoa. We take off running. We're going crazy, and like everybody's like probably wondering what's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, he, he's done it, he's done it. And Jordan's sitting there, and I'm like, get up, boy. Yeah. yeah. And then we're 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 here, and then all of a sudden we're we're saying, well, if God showed it to us, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So as we was talking about 150 kids, that was probably the most powerful moment of my one of my powerful moments of my life. Yeah. 150 kids 
centered around you, praying for the miracle that God had just promised us was going to for the same for it for a week. Talk about unity in the body yeah. of Christ. Praying for something that you that you wanted, yeah. but, but God, I know they can't hear me. They probably close. God, here. you know, we were praying for you to get to, for God to give you your fingers back. Yeah. But God used that prayer to give you what you really needed. Yeah. Which was in the, the indwelling Ghost. of the Holy Ghost and yeah. the Spirit baptism. Yeah. And, and you know that's that that's more important than four fingers, three fingers, or yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. that not saying that God won't restore that because I believe that it, He will. He's going but, to. Yeah. But that is awesome that we were praying in unity for the fingers to be restored, and then the Holy Ghost came up. You know, God filled you with the Holy Ghost. That was amazing. Uh, which I think that was the night. If I'm not wrong, I can't. I won't quote the names, but it was either Robbie or Jacob. Maybe that seen the glory cloud was when we was praying. So I mean, man, you know the unity that brought forth together out of that, out of that moment, and, and like you said, everybody was praying at once for the same thing. You received yeah. something totally different than yeah. than what we're praying for. Yeah. But in that moment, a seed was planted that Jordan Kilo was going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and greater things was going to come out of your life. Correct? Yes, Amen. And, uh, I, I, I get I, I get so excited about it. Yeah. Because you know, man, I've been dirty yeah. in my life. God still loves me, and God's still going to fulfill that promise to all six of us. Yeah. Not just five of us, all six, six yeah. of us. I, you know, I, the thing, we talk about it, God brought this thing full circle. This is 16 years ago, yeah. and I, it's so raw. The, the love of God is so raw. I, I, I mean, there, there's times, and I, I've, I've shared this with Josh and Michael before, but, you know, when I'm praying, every now and then I can feel I can feel just some pressure in my right hand, and I'm like, "Oh God, is it going to be tonight?" You know, you know, let me use let me use this for your good, for your glory. And when I get to that point in my Christian walk, where I can stay obedient enough to you know tell people, "Look, I had eight, now I got ten. Yeah. There's no question about this." That, that, this God that you guys question, there is no question. no question. This is God. I went from eight to ten, and that's us as a core group. I'm, I mean, Joe included. We're, I mean, until we go on in our dying grave, we're going to be on a quest for ten, yeah. guys. I mean, I and I'm standing by that. Yeah. Because that's just how good God is. Yeah. Well, and, and go back to Dad. Dad believed that. Dad gave you many two words of your, prophecy over your dad. This gets me, I can't really talk about this, Yeah. but your dad was, your dad was dying and was still seeking the miracles of God. Yeah. Couldn't even hardly walk, shaved head, and was still seeking the miracles of God. That morning that he blowed on my hand when he could just barely walk, God told him to pray for me. That was the most humbling. I, I've never been more honored in my life than to get that. Yeah. Those were his last days. And I, I feel like he knew. And he wanted, he still wanted to see the miracles. And I, guys, I believe we're, we're, we're still going to, we're going to see them. Yeah. That's just. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I'm always sitting in the back, and you're talking about the miracles. Me and Eli was sitting in the back. And I don't know if y'all realized it, but in the last week, there was 
I think many of you all counted five or six testimonies of healing just in the last week. People in our church, you know, Brother James's shoulder, Julius wasn't feeling well at all, and then the Lord just healed him that last week. And then, and then uh, the baby that was healed of the blood blood uh, disease that was going on there, and then uh, Trina or somebody else had something. There was four or five going on there. I mean, the miracles are here, and God's moving. We whether we see it or not, he he's still on the move and he's still yeah. wanting to do these things. And, and that's who Jesus is. That's that's who God is. He he's the miracle worker. He's the giver of life. And and, and discipleship. I want to follow Jesus. Yeah. yeah, it's a united family. It's bringing us together. It, it's showing that you know we trust in the one who has the authority. We trust in the one in Jesus Christ, and we sit united under their greatest rabbi that, that there was, which is Jesus Christ. And, and we sit under one, and we follow and believe and trust in His Word and obey His Word. That that's one thing that I I don't know if you noticed about the sister that was praying at the prayer meeting the other day, but one thing that I won't mention her name, but one thing that she did the whole time that I was here, she prayed the word of God. The she word of God, she yeah. did not she wasn't praying utterings of herself. She had her word out and she was simply praying what God had put in that word and she was praying it out loud and, and I felt like she believed it. In my spirit of man, I walked in and she was praying the word of God. She said when I walked in, she was reading Psalms one. She said, I would be like a tree planted by the waters. And I thought, My gosh, I'm makes me want to go sit by a river and get planted right yeah. then. You know what I mean? And that's that's somebody we can look to. And I believe she told one of y'all, she she's prayed in revival before. Was it you that you was telling me that? She's prayed in revival before, and, and she was fully confident. And, and by just, and you know, we don't like to talk people up, but, man, by listening to her pray, I believe it. I, I'm with her. I'm 100% agree. Sister, pray it in and let it be done in the name of Jesus and let it come here and let, let us be used. And, and and you talked about our our group, our core group. You all realize there's there's twelve of us in that group now. I think there's eleven or twelve. And when when I say our core group, we've got a group that we call. Should I say it? No, we ain't gonna say it. We're gonna keep it a secret. Some things are better left secret, guys. How's that? We've got a group of friends that that we stick close to. There's eleven or twelve of us, and twelve of us, I believe, that stick in there. We we message each other. We encourage each other. We do all these things. We tell jokes. We tell jokes. We we talk to each other. We reach out to it. It's just we're just friends being friends, and that's what we need. That's that's the thing. And and we're all different. We're all different. Yes. There's ages. I mean, well, we went we went through the list the other day. There was different ages. Go ahead. And yeah. Well, we. I mean, there is different ages because. I messaged on there the other day to see what everybody's ages was. I can't remember what the youngest one was. Do you remember? I think it was. I think it was twenty something. Twenty four, twenty six. And then and then yeah, I don't know. It was a, just twenty six. I believe was the youngest. And then, then thirty nine. Well, thirty nine now. Thirty nine. So you know, so we're all different ages, and we all have different different areas of expertise of what we can do. You know, most of us went to different schools. You know. Um, but we can all be united in the one thing, and that one thing is Jesus. Yeah. And, and whenever you have Jesus, it makes everything else common. You yeah. know, there's a lot of, you know, I, I'm I'm not a avid golfer. I'm not an avid, you know, sports person like that. But I can get along with somebody about Jesus. You yeah. know, and we can talk about Jesus, and, and and it don't even have to be about Jesus all the time. But you know, whenever we have Jesus in us. Then there's just something that that that, that clicks, yeah. you know. Whenever you have a fellow believer and and just doing life together, and it's just that I just feel that unity of peace and love yeah. together in in this church, and that's 
and that's that's it happens from the top down you know yeah. the sherry and robert you know it started with them and, and your dad and, and and just going down from there you know the the discipleship starts from the top and it goes down and then we got to remember that there are new generations coming every yeah. day I mean, pastor says it all the time, but he will grow his church one baby at a time if he has to. And it seems like we've had 40 here lately because I think we had 45 or 50 kids this morning. But it's, it's that's the next generation. And, and as I'm there, I'm going to – the pastor brought up a story here in service, and, and it was Brother Roger Nichols was holding a revival at Salus um, a few years back, 20 years, 25 years ago. Uh, but we had – Salus had, had a time had a, a huge – youth group at the time there was 30 something plus members and and they had graduated high school and they had moved on and brother roger was holding a revival and not a lot of the 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 youth came to the revival and i think the pastor was as he said tonight i'm not going to remember it word for word but he was a little he was you know mourning or a little sad and and brother roger nichols told him said just reach back and grab another generation you know don't mourn about them moving on to, to greater things, but reach back and grab that next generation. And that's what we got to remember. What discipleship is, is to bring the next generation along with us. Because one day, you know, if the Lord tarries, then we're going to go, you know, on and, you know, the way of man, you know, we'll all, we'll all, you know, if God don't come back, we'll all go to the grave. But if, if he does tarry, then we got kids and we've got grand, I mean, all three of us here, we've got you know, two kids a piece, right? Six I mean, kids. you know, six. So we, we've we got that generation and not only them, but our grandkids coming after and our great grandkids if God tarries. And, and that's what discipleship is, is showing forth the love of God and leading people. And you got to, it, it, it's, 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 it's just amazing whenever you get God involved. So. Yeah. Wow. We got some life changers growing yeah. up. Yeah, we do. We, we, We'll brag on our kids. I guess I can because it, it's 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 my kids. But man, our kids are growing up, and I, I don't care what you say about our kids. Seeing the heart that they have for Jesus Christ, they love God. They love God, and nothing on us. But man, it's what we've instilled in them. You're in, you're in church all the time. It's what you're instilled in your kids. That's all they know, and, and, and we're teaching them to love it, and not not that it's a force, not it's a have to. Church, you guys, we're not going to shove it down your throat, but you guys do this, and God will do this, and there's going to be rewards, explicable on all measure, and God's going to bless. And, and that's something that I pray over my kids every morning, guys. When I wake up, I wake up and I, I pray over my family, but I pray over my kids. You know, God, bless the footsteps that, that, that you have given them already, that you have prepared before them, and bless their future. I know that you've already got it planned out, but bless it beyond all measure, beyond my mind's, my mind's thinking, beyond their mind's thinking, and let it just go and just let them reach the millions and millions stuff that I probably won't get to do. And I'm okay with, but I want them to be able to do it because I know God's going to work through them. So, uh, y'all seen me counting my fingers. I was thinking of everybody in the group that we was just talking about. There's like, so there's our group of 12 and we've got 17 kids between us, something like that. If I'm counting right, 16 kids. That's all. That's awesome. That's awesome. Kids that are, you know, teenagers and down, We've got a good group that's coming up, and if and we, yes, if we instill in them the hunger that we have and the desire that we have to know Jesus Christ and who He is, they're going to grow up with that hunger and they're going to push to see greater things than we've seen. And and I believe them. I believe with them. I'm believing for them, and I believe that God's going to do it through them. So, uh, I want to read this real quick. In His risen state, Jesus exercises absolute authority throughout heaven and earth. His authority, which was given by the Father. 
but it indicates that he still remains subject to the Father. Jesus still follows in his Father's footsteps no matter what. Jesus, the one that we call Rabbi, who we follow, still was obedient to the Father and the Father's will. He was still doing what his Father told him. I don't do anything outside of the Father's will. That ought to teach some church people something, you know. If Jesus is willing to say, I've got to listen to my Father, I've got to do what my Father says, let us do that. Let us be the ones that say, you know what, I've got to do what my Heavenly Father says. I've got to listen to what He said and do what He's asked me to do. And also, I want to bounce off this scripture, 2 Timothy 2, real quick, and I know we got to hurry, but Paul's here in prison, and he's facing death. And he tells Timothy, you know, he's telling Timothy right here, you know, preach the gospel, do what I've asked you to do. And he encourages Timothy, pass it on to the next generation that's coming up. Pass it on to the ones that are coming. Let them believe in what I believed in. Because if we remember, you know, if you remember scripture, right, Paul was Saul. Robert talked about it this morning, a terrorist. It was somebody that was killing Christians. He would have he took us out for our life right now. And here Paul is, and he, he's death. And he's encouraging Timothy, saying, Timothy, this is something that for us to believe in and for something for us to pass it on. And we've got to pass it on to the next generation, not just us. Don't let it stop with me because it doesn't stop with me. And don't let it stop with you. But let them that are coming behind you carry on the good news and carry on what God is going to do and keep pressing forward. As Pastor said it this morning, keep pressing towards the mark of the prize of the high calling and see what God does, man. I feel like we're challenging God and people say you shouldn't challenge God. But if you challenge God, God's ultimately going to answer. And when you push to see more of God, he's going to pour out his spirit. I'm I'm loving where we're at as a church. I'm loving what we're doing as a church and and the prayer meetings. Fantastic. Uh, Just just absolutely fantastic. So you guys got any other thoughts before we will dart out of here? (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, This has been fun. Wow, this has been fun. Memories and, and where we are and where we're going. Uh, and Jordan, thanks, thanks for thanks for coming on. I, I hope you've enjoyed it. It was nerve wracking, but I hope you've enjoyed it. It's, it's been, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me. As a uh, as the dear Saint Rob Jordan would say, it was, it's been rich tonight. I, I yeah. think. Oh yeah, Josh. Uh, as always, thanks for thanks for being on. Uh, I want to leave you with this, and then I'm 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 going to close. We'll close with prayer. How's that? Uh, one more thing in, in Paul. I just love Paul. It is faithful as saying, if we die with him, we also will live with him. If we endure, we're going to reign with him. And if we deny him, he'll deny us. If we're faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself in reminding me, remind them of these things, commending, commanding them before the Lord that they do not argue wor- about words, which leads to nothing of value and to the destruction of those who hear him. Study to show yourself approved by God, a workman who not need, need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Come after me. Jesus told Peter and, and, and Andrew there when they were fishing, he said, come after me and I'll make you fisher of men. When Jesus grabs a hold of you and says, I'm going to change your life, follow me. Yeah. That's the ultimate, that's the, that's our great commission. When Jesus brings us out of darkness into his marvelous light and he says, follow me. And we might not be fisher, fishermen, but he's going to make us fisher of men. And he says, you will become fisher of men. He's giving us the great commission. He's given us the great calling. And he's saying, let me give you a opportunity to walk into a place where you will see greater things in your life. 
I'm believing for that. We're believing for that. And as we end in prayer, I, I want you to believe in that as well. Uh, we're going to pray real quick as we just dis- as not dismiss. I'm getting church wise there. But as we close this podcast, I want to pray that you will believe to see the greater things because God is on the move right now. It's crazy that we're seeing these things, but God is on the move. So I want to pray real quick. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us. We thank you for the gospel, Lord, that you have carried out through all the generations of this world so far, Lord, and all the generations to come. Lord, and I just pray, Lord, that it would continue to flow, that the gospel will continue to flow throughout the world, would continue to flow under the four corners of the earth, Lord, and that we would be disciples that would carry forth this word. We would be ambassadors of the gospel. We would carry the word forth in doing the things that you've asked us to do, being those that you've called, being the light that you've called us to be, Lord that we would step up, Lord, and we would be an opportunity, a building block of hope for those that are lost and dying. Lord, let us be a beacon of hope. Let us have a friendship like we've talked about tonight that would be disciples to one another, that we could lean on one another, that we could trust on one another and know that our friends are there with us each and every day. Lord, and we just pray that that relationship would be established. Lord, that if there are people listening to this podcast right now who don't have that family atmosphere, who don't know what a family is, they would come into a house of God that would welcome them in and usher them in and disciple them and love them and show them who Jesus Christ really is through their actions and through their love. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, right now that if there be anybody listening, that that you would just begin to move upon their heart and their life, that you would speak unto them and let them know there is greater things in store for those that believe in Jesus Christ. And the greater things that you're going to do is going to blow our minds, Lord. And I just pray that all over this earth, all over this nation, all over the state of Arkansas, all over the county of John. Johnson County here in Clarksville. And I pray your glory would fall upon every church and every surrounding church and move in a mighty way that the waves of glory would crash, that the glory would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Lord, and I pray your anointing would flow, that you would mend the broken, follow Lord, that you would set the captive free, Lord. Lord, break the chains of bondage and do the works that only you can do, God. And I pray that it would be done in the name of Jesus. Let your glory fill this place, Lord. And I pray that you would continue to rest and and inhabit this church house, this this temple, this building, Lord, in the name of Jesus. You're faithful, you've done it before, and you'll do it again. We trust you, Lord, and we, we just love you, Father, and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thanks, for, thanks once again for being on here. Thank you guys for listening to the Greater Things Podcast. I hope you enjoy.